Yeah. A pub girl on Christmas Eve. Yeah, bro. The number of Christmas days I ruined. <laughs> <laughs> and you promise yourself you'll never do it again, but you always do. going on hello and welcome this is the very first episode of in my unprofessional opinion a semi <laughs> take it again yeah yeah what's going on hello and welcome this is the very first episode of in my unprofessional opinion a semi-regular podcast about nothing much in particular yes my name is jack and uh, you just heard from tom there um as you can tell from the title we are going to talk about subjects that we are far from experts in it's a podcast on improvisation really it is we could call it a social experiment. If this ends up on BuzzFeed, that's what I think I would label it. That's the peak. Yeah. That's the career goal. <laughs> I want a BuzzFeed article. Yeah, we were focusing on um, subjects that we do have a fair amount of interest in. So, as Tom said, it's going to be a weekly episode where we talk about the world of gaming and a little bit maybe on the world of MMA. And so, yeah, starting off um, on the gaming side of things, we've been playing a lot of Apex recently, haven't we? Yeah, it's um, it's taken the world by storm. I say the world. I mean, my parents don't know about it, <laughs> yeah. but like gaming world, I think they've just... So there's a few points I want to cover, even from the launch of it, of how well they did it. And I think how tactfully or strategically they they did it. Do you it, think it was timed? I mean, to a degree. I mean, I suppose there's a lot of like the background workings of it could have been set up for ages. So it could have just been a case that they bided their time and thought, right, we're going to wait until a point where there is really a gap in the market for this to be exposed. Because obviously, Battle Royale games just come and go. Like, there have been so many high-profile launches and a lot of lower-profile launches over the last 18 months that have come and tried to compete with Fortnite and have failed. Yeah. Like, all the AAA game franchises are getting on it. Call of Duty... I know Battlefield's trying to get on it. Obviously, is it called Firebreak? I think the the Battlefield one. I didn't even know they had one. They haven't yet. This is the thing. So it was oh. a, it was announced with the launch of Battlefield Five. They said that they were going to have a battle royale mode. When did Battlefield Five come out? Last November. Yeah, I haven't even seen any gameplay of it. And, and I yeah, was a big fan of Battlefield One. And it hasn't come out yet. But they they kind of stuck their claim in being like, we're definitely going to have one as a marketing pitch for mm. Battlefield Five, and then it just never materialized. But yeah. And then, obviously, like, other than that, you've had H1Z1 has made its big kind of push onto PS4. Yeah. I mean, for me, that's the OG Battle Royale game. Yeah. I used to play that game in, like, 2014, even before Fortnite came about. I used to sesh H1Z1 on PC, for sure. So I'm kind of glad that it made its way onto PS4. I think they were late to the party. Yeah, they were. Especially since they already had the format, they already had everything they needed, really. It just needed to be ported across console. I'd say that as if it's, you know, it was a weekend job like mm. but you know but they had they had oh dave can you just chuck this oh. on the ps4 right for me really quickly but it's a bit of overtime going right <laughs> yeah <laughs> what we need <laughs> but considering they had the basis there they didn't have to kind of do any of the groundwork for it in terms of law character development or anything kind of gun development anything it was all there it was just a case of maybe recoding it across the ps4 yeah so the fact that it came out so late and even when it did come out had so many issues yeah was just obscene. I think I remember saying to you even in like season one or two of Fortnite that I wished H1Z1 had come across on the PS4 before it did. Because I remember we did play a lot of H1Z1 when it did eventually come. Yeah. 
yeah, we played the the beta of it, and then when it, even when the full game launched, we played. I say a lot. I think it maybe two months. Yeah, at most. Considering for Fortnite, we played it nearly every day for the first year. It was a very saturated period where we just smashed it for a bit. Yeah, and then it just died. Yeah, and I think PUBG's done a way better job, especially obviously H one Z one Fortnite free to play. Yeah, PUBG not. How much was it? Twenty five. I think so. I think it's twenty five. Twenty five quid. And it, it does seem to have a lot more staying power than a lot of the competitors, but it still doesn't compete with Fortnite. If you like, no. if you, especially if you go in by things like Twitch audience, for example, which I think is a fair, a fair indicator of interest in a game. Yeah, I wouldn't say it's like the be all and end all because obviously, like sales and stuff are going to be like the the uh, the ultimate kind of indicator. But PUBG never competed with Fortnite on that level. No, absolutely not. Apex, on the other hand, has come in. Wipe the floor with it. Yeah. And it's, it, it's all anyone's talking about now. Yeah. And the industry at large has been really rocked by it. Yeah. And with the launch of Apex, like, like we were saying, I don't know whether it was just the case that they were being opportunistic with it, biding their time, but considering it's come from a huge game developer, from the Titanfall world, from Respawn, being published by EA, same publishers as Anthem. Yeah. They kept that under wraps really well. Yeah, for sure. I didn't find out about it until 24 hours before it came out. And I found out about it from you, because you said we were playing Overwatch, obviously, yeah. which we'll get on to. Yeah. But you said, oh, I need to watch the Apex stream later on. And I said, what? Phase Apex. <laughs> that was the first point I yeah, ever yeah, yeah. heard about it. And then 24 hours later, I was dropping in with the fellas. Like, yeah. You know I mean? 24 hours later, they had a million unique players. Yeah. 72 hours later, they had 10 million, 10 million. unique players. Yeah. Which is outrageous. Same. But I think they did buy their time to a point where they could see the community that were kind of invested in Fortnite had got to a place of frustration. Yes. Because so many streamers, even at that point, even before I'd heard about Apex or kind of had, were really, because I was still watching a lot of Fortnite streamers. I still watched Tim the Tapman a lot. I still watch Dr. Lupo a lot, Dakota's yeah. High Distortion. Obviously, by this point, Ninja had kind of dropped off for a while. Um but I think that was from a place of frustration as well. And some like some people were kind of like diversifying a bit and being like, oh, you know, like Sea of Thieves was really taken off as well. I know Seas had dropped off quite a while ago. He's playing a lot of Smash Ultimate and he was starting to play a lot of Sea of Thieves and things. Yeah. The community had kind of worked itself into a place of frustration with Fortnite that was more difficult to solve than a, like a patch. Like they'd implemented a lot of items and a lot of meta gameplay that was just annoying as hell. Yeah. When did Fortnite really die for us? Because we, we were we were the original team of South Wales at one point. I think. I wouldn't go that far, but we were getting some wins in. Though. Oh yeah, yeah. We we played a lot of it. Yeah, yeah. I think on my on that was PlayStation it, thing where it kind of looked back on your my PlayStation life. Yeah, my PlayStation life. I think I had totaled like, I think it was like two hundred and fifty hours on it or something. Yeah, I can't remember. It wasn't. It actually wasn't in my top three. Yeah, it was. It was like my second game. I don't know. Was it? It might have been actually. I know Destiny One and Destiny Two were like my first and third. Yeah. And between them, I'd had over a thousand hours. That's insane. Yeah, I, I played a lot of Destiny. <laughs> Rise up, gamers! Yeah, right, yeah. let's go. <laughs> Get this bread, like. But I think for me, the frustration of people using keyboard and mouse was a massive thing for me, and I just could not be bothered. To even compete, to try and yeah compete against them on a on a controller. No, even when they like when pro controls came in. Yeah, 
I can't remember what they call yeah, like, it. Yeah, Builder Pro and Combat Pro and things. Yeah. Like, even when they tried to... I don't know whether that was a move to even it out, because it, it still doesn't even it out, really. For you, me, it still didn't make a difference. Because you've got... <laughs> you've still only got, what, 12 buttons on a controller? Yeah. Regardless of how you orientate them or map them, mm. competing against a keyboard that's got 50 buttons on it, you're still going to get shagged. Yeah. But you could tell straight away that when, as soon as you got into a... A build fight. A build yeah, fight. that was it. You just know, you're like, ah... Oh, can't even be bothered. I'm just going to let him kill me. An apartment complex goes up in front of you, like <laughs> yeah. swimming pool at the back, and you're just like, oh, well, I'm, I'm done, I'm out. And you're just there in your I'll, deck chair. Like, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll nip off that noise. <laughs> yeah, I think, was it end of season five? I think I, I uninstalled, because I was so yeah, you did, done yeah. with it. I think it was just, a, there was one game. We were playing one, like we had one game on an afternoon. Because we had point. Overwatch. And I, I was already kind of half, and I was one foot in, one foot out for, yeah. for a while anyway. I did drop off before everyone else in our group. But, but but then the light and savior of Overwatch came and saved us. Yeah. But like, yeah, it, there was just an afternoon where I played Fortnite and I was like, I do not enjoy playing this game. No. And it's not even as if like winning and losing really becomes an issue for me because I play Overwatch and I lose at that all the time, but I can still play it a lot. Yeah. And like I play other, we, we play Call of Duty, we play Blackout a lot. Yeah. Another BR that we haven't touched yeah, we on, do. but we, we lose at that all the time. But providing it still feels fair, I'm fine with it. Like, I know that I'm not the best gamer in the world. I get it. Yeah. But providing I feel like I've lost a fair fight, fine. Fortnite didn't feel like that. Fortnite just felt like this person has a competitive advantage over me, and yeah, I just sure. cannot be bothered. You've already lost before you even started. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, yeah, so with the launch of Apex, I think the surprise launch of it, at a time when people were getting really frustrated with other BR games, because, like I said, I mean, H1Z1 came and went. Yeah. Like, like I said, that wasn't th- even in contention. Two, two or three months, there were so many problems with it. It was so buggy. By the time they came around to actually like patching it and really getting up to speed with things like the battle pass and kind of implementing a re- like a stay in power, a reason to reinvest into it, it was dead in the water. Because mm. Fortnite was already doing such an amazing job of it. Every week there was patches for it. Every week they're introducing new items, and it's just like you know, unless you're going to hit the ground running, it's over yeah. before you've started. Um, but yeah, waiting until that was in a place where the community was frustrated with it, launching it with no prior warning, because obviously Epic in the last, what, 18 months has Fortnite been really prolific? Yeah. I think it was September 2017 it came out. August, August September 2017, I think was when Fortnite first came out. They've made hundreds of millions of dollars. Because when Fortnite first came out, it wasn't perfect. Like, they had problems. But I think Epic did a really great job of pioneering the kind of audience developer relationship where they were very very open about patching very open about issues they were great at communicating via social media being like look we know what's wrong we're doing bits and pieces to fix it and at the time free to play obviously still free to play but at the time they were making tens of millions of dollars a week yeah now regardless of the fact it's free to play there is a definitely a a kind of a culture around it of if you want to play it properly you need to be putting money into it. My niece plays it. She's eight. Yeah. And she loves Fortnite. Still. Still loves it. She's probably killed me a few times. She's rubbish at it. She's <laughs> awful. When she found out that I used to play it, she just bombarded me with questions. She's like, have you ever had a kill? And I'm like, have you ever not? <laughs> and she's like, no, not yet. And I'm like, how long have you been playing? And she's like, oh, like six weeks. And I'm just like, you've been playing for six weeks and you've never killed anyone. She's like, you cannot no. doubt the commitment, though. No, absolutely. But yeah, she, she, like she does it as a social thing. She like she plays it with her friends and she loves it. 
Um, but she constantly nags my sister about like buying the battle pass, about buying skins and things. She's like, oh, all my friends have got it. It's like, it's the same as like, it's just a... Same as that, any old a, school. Yeah, that's a societal thing now. Yeah. Like, if you want to be the cool kid, you need to have the new cool item. Sort of thing. For us, it was... Phones. From, well, you see us. I was going to say Beyblades. Uh, and crazy bones. And yeah, I suppose. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is just the modern day era now. It's like, yo, have you got that skin on Fortnite? Yeah, right? exactly. Nah, I, well, I, you're a loser. Have you got, yeah, have you got the new emotes and stuff? Like, yeah. like you said, you see your favorite streamers and they've got everything. You're like, oh my mm. god, I need it. I need that new skin because such and such. And that's why they invented creative code and such. But I digress. Um, <laughs> doing it with like the reason I brought that up and how much money they're making is because if Apex were like, yo, two months time, we're gonna drop this battle royale and it's got all these features. That's two months that it gives Epic to be like, right, we're going to pull a ton of our resources into revamping our yeah, outfit. Absolutely. And we're just going to take them head on. We'll literally change anything that you guys want us yeah. to change. Like, just don't play that game. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and doing it with 48 hours, because I think, because it came out on a Monday, so, so it's been, it'll be two weeks tomorrow, I think, it came out. So today, yeah. it, I think so. What's the day? Today's the 17th of Feb. I'm pretty sure it came out two, like, it'll be two weeks yeah, tomorrow. Yeah, the start of the month. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And... I think rumors were starting to come out about it on the Saturday before it launched. But even then, keeping a game of such like high profile under wraps until 48 hours before release is huge. Yeah, I it's didn't great. hear a word of it. Yeah. And the only reason I heard about it was because I was watching streamers who had obviously been previously invited to it, being like, yo, this is going to launch, Lupo being the biggest that I know of, being like, this is going to launch on Monday, you should really get into it. Yeah. And, and the fact that Ninja is now playing it day in, day out. Yeah. Like grinding. Yeah. Obviously, the biggest personality on Twitch at the moment. Yeah. It's a big statement, I think. And it gave no time to react to the bigger companies. So they gave them a perfect advantage of it. And they just got everything right off launch. Mm. Are they like, first day, they were like, I, I had like two or three hours where I couldn't get into a server, which was frustrating. But since then, other, like, it has issues. Like, yeah. it crashes every now and again. It, we have a few party issues and things. But mm. for the most part, it's been great. Yeah. Fine. And. Primarily, the gameplay has been great. Yeah. And like I said, we don't win all the time. We, I mean, Apart from last night. Apart from last night when we were slaying. Yeah, we, we were on a tear last yeah. night. Shout, but, out, shout out to Liam, our teammate. Yeah. <laughs> but for the most part, the gameplay feels really balanced. Uh, traversal, maneuverability. The guns feel great. Sounds a little bit scuffed, but I mean, yeah. you know, I'm sure they can patch that eventually. How satisfying is sliding down a hill, though? Yeah, exactly. And they've implemented so many things that are just... Genius. Yeah. That I can't believe that no other companies thought of. I think the biggest thing for everyone is the ping system. Yeah, 100%. Like, as soon as you did the training and there was that little robot being like, yo, here's our ping system. You can ping this, you can ping that. You can ping where even an enemy has been prior to you arriving. Like, for people who don't want to talk to other people. So what's the biggest thing? Like, we play a lot of Overwatch as well. Yeah. We play, so me, you, and Lurch play. Yeah. And we got three other teammates. What's the biggest frustration between us and it's them? It's comms, obviously. Communication. Yeah, it's comms. Comms so, is so vital to a team game. Like how that. great would Overwatch be if it had a ping? Like, not obviously not the same because you don't want to ping items. You don't want to, like. But if you could say to someone that you don't have on, like you can't communicate with verbally. If you could say to someone, "There's an enemy here," or "I think there's going to be an enemy here," or "We should go here." Yeah. While you're on that, I saw an article earlier, and apparently the um, the guy who I can't remember his name. He is like the Blizzard chief. Okay. And he has reacted to the ping system that Apex implemented. 
So he claimed that apparently in the early days of Overwatch, they had a similar ping system and designed one to implement in the game. But he said that they later on abandoned it um, because they were worried that as a team of six, it would become too spammy, Mm. which is reasonable. Um, And the map's size. Okay. Obviously, the Apex is one big old map where yeah, you're pinging people. Yeah, to two to three hundred meters away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But in Overwatch, everything is so condensed. But even as far as because so they have like uh, the command wheel in Overwatch still because you can say group up with me. Yeah, I need healing. Even if they just added an option in there, being like, look there, like look where my cursor is pointing at the moment because everyone has a, a kind of a cursor on anyway. Everyone has a crosshair or yeah. whatever. Same. So even yeah, if you no. just say, look, look there, just to kind of give people an idea. Obviously, you won't know then who is there. For you know, it's either a hog or a zen. Do you know what I mean? Like a, so is it a look over there and watch out or look over there and push? Yeah. I suppose, like, how specific do you need to make it? Which, yeah. again, is just something that I think Apex has got right. Yeah, it's it's nailed. Like, it's so good. So, yeah, for I haven't solo queued much, though. Um, every time I play, to see the boom just okay. with you or with three other people so we got comms anyway but I still ping oh yeah absolutely Cause so even though I communicate with my teammates it's such a vital part of the game where I just ping anyway yeah because if we're collecting something and yeah. so if you say oh there's a level 3 armor over here and I say where yeah. like in blackout I'd be like where and you'd be like oh it's on the roof uh, next to the vents but behind and in, yeah. in that amount of becomes time becomes a treasure hunt then yeah in that amount of time you could have legged it yeah like if you could just turn around and be like yo it's by you I never leg it bro <laughs> bro <laughs> Yeah, you do. Into gunfire. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, so yeah, that was his comments, but he said then that they are open to revisiting it since the... But this is the thing, like... Success so of this Apex. Is, so this is the kind of influence that a brand new game is yeah. having on games that's been out for for years. So Titanfall 2, which... So Respawn Studios, responsible for Titanfall, Titanfall 2, and the earlier Call of Duties, I think? Were they? I'm pretty sure. But... They, so when Titanfall 2 came out, it was super unlucky because it came out the same week as, fuck, what came out the same week as it? There was a massive game that came out the same week as Titanfall 2 and buried it. Did it? Yeah. And it's been widely regarded. So Titanfall 2 solo campaign, widely regarded as one of the best solo campaigns on platform. It's like really, really good. Like some of the best level design. It is like really, really great. And the multiplayer, I think the first like month it was a bit scuffed. But after that they patched it and it's kind of really, really revered. But it's just not played because it came out the same week as this other. I should have written this down really. Yeah. That's fine. (laughs) We'll have to revisit. Yeah, yeah. Came out the same week as this other massive AAA game. Got absolutely bodied by it. So they already had a really, really small market share anyway, had a few issues, lost more market share, and then just couldn't catch up. So it just feels like they've taken a lot of what they've learned from making those games, pulled it through into a new environment. It's in within the same kind of law, even though it doesn't really share much of that, to be honest. Um, because So the reason they said that they haven't incorporated the mechs, the mecha suits into... From Titanfall, which obviously what Titanfall's known for is these massive robotic armor suits mm. with ridiculous weapons on them, which I think would have absolutely ruined the game if that was. It's the kind of Thanos thing, or like yeah. the swords in yeah. Fortnite, where 
they just put something in and they were like, oh my God, this is ridiculously overpowered. Yeah. Like this, Literally, if you get this, you win the game. Yeah, yeah, this is a game destroyer. Like, yeah. Or like it, it takes an absolute army of people to gang up on a single person to yeah. stop it, which is not what the game is about. That's not what you want, no. Yeah. Um, but the reason they didn't implement them is because the legends are not pilots. Yeah. And they've made that very clear, being like, which is why one of the other points I was going to say is how this could go wrong. But I think we'll come on to that in a little bit anyway. But they've just taken, it feels like the best parts of a number of games. So like the legend system from something like Overwatch is really great. Like having the diversity of character where it doesn't feel like any individual character. I I've, I like, I don't consistently die to a single legend. Yeah, It's not like every time someone plays a Pathfinder, I know I'm going to get wrecked. Mm-hmm. So they've got a lot of versatility in being able, like Overwatch, to implement new legends as it goes down just to diversify the kind of gameplay but without breaking it to the point where it just feels scuffed, where yeah. you're just like, I, you know, you've ruined the game because you've tilted it too far. And, it, like, and especially because you can only get one of those per team anyway. So yeah. even if they do implement a new legend and initially it's really overpowered, yeah. you're going to have one person playing that legend and then two individuals who aren't. And you're never going to like, regardless, unless they do really, really like implement something that's broken, like you're not going to consistently three on one people. No. No, of course. So, yeah, I was going to say how my biggest selling point is how fair the game is at the moment or how fair it feels. Yeah. Like compared to Fortnite when I'm, I I was a Fortnite player, first chest, always a grey burst or a grey <laughs> tax rocket, do you know what I mean? Yeah. But comparing that then to the bloke that's on the other side of the room who's got a gold scar on a purple P90, I turn at him and I'm like, cool, man. Yeah. Like, just, I mean, that... Just do what you got to do, man. There are just... definitely instances of that. Because, in, I mean, Mozambique, for example, like in Apex, if you land and you get a yeah. Mozambique and anyone gets any other gun, even the pistols, the likelihood of you dying is quite yeah. high. But there isn't a grey Mozambique compared to a gold yeah, yeah, Mozambique. True, true, true. true. So, I mean, um, so, and there the... is always going to be a luck of the draw in terms of where you land, but the gap of success, I think, is much narrower in Apex, if that makes sense. You've yeah. got a lot more of a chance than of surviving, getting away, than yeah. you do in Fortnite, where you just drop in and just die straight away. Like I said, so your abilities with your legends, they don't, like, for the most part, don't feel offensive. No. Like, ultimates, there are a few offensive ultimates, but, like, in general, they feel like supporting abilities rather than... Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of, like, just kind of picking one out of Overwatch, where it's like, Storm Arrow, for example, with Hanzo in Overwatch. Evidently, an offense, like, like he obviously has a supporting ability in Sonar Arrow, but Storm Arrow... Uh, uh, it's kind like, of a defense against an offensive one. Yeah, so like if in Apex, if I could drop down and I had something that made me fire five times faster, like off the cuff, <laughs> yeah. like that would break... That would, yeah, that would break. If I could drop down and I had a Mozambique and someone else dropped in and they got a pistol, but then I could increase my rate of fire using an ability, that's broken, Yeah, as far as I'm concerned. There's yeah. nothing like that. No. And I hope they don't bring anything. Like uh, yeah, that. I think they're, like, they're, they're following in the footsteps of, in terms of kind of developer community communication, they're definitely following in Fortnite's footsteps. Yeah, I'm already following them on all the socials. Yeah, because so. they're great at being like, look, we know this is busted, we're on it, yeah. give, give us two days. Whatever. I still think everything's very, like, I'm a... I, as you know, I go Bloodhound. Yeah. Like pretty much every game. And my main reason for that is that I think it's a really good, it cancels out the Bangalore very well. 
And Bangalore's very often used compared to the Bloodhound. I think you bump into a lot more Bangalore's than you do Bloodhounds. Because a lot of people think that the airstrike is the best thing in the world when it's... When it's not. No, it gives you too much notice. Yeah. I mean, not. it's great in environments where there's not a lot of cover. Yeah. So, like, more kind of... Like, I think Bangalore's ultimate is great late circle. Especially, like, in non... So, like, airfield, for example. Like, if it pushes you out onto one of the points at airfield, like it happened with us yesterday... Yeah. If you can drop a Bangalore ultimate there, where are you going to go? I'm going to crouch behind a box. You're going to get a hit marker, and you're like, right, that's where they are. Yeah, you just know. Yeah. But nine times out of ten, I've used my ultimate to cancel out her smokes. Okay. Because yeah. um, Beast of the Hunt, yeah, yeah. they just shine yeah. bright old red. And yeah. you're like, I'm coming after you, bitch. <laughs> Run from me. Pop your smoke. I don't care. Why are you running? Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, I mean, uh, there's rumors. So there's been new data mining going on. Okay. And um, apparently very, very soon we're going to have two new legends. Um, okay, so there's the initial set of data mining that I saw was in regards to game modes, whereby there is code the embedded for solos, duos, trios, and quads. Why hasn't any game just got all three available or four available? I think... I th- again, this is something I think they've, the more I think about it, the more I think that they've done it right in terms of forcing you into trios is that it really, really embeds the importance of the ping system. It really ingrains the kind of behaviors because you do that, like you're not going to use it in solos. So no. We're going to ping. Yeah, true. That's like, a very good point. I didn't think about it that way. Like the only thing I can think of using it for is pinging an enemy so you know roughly how far away they are. Yeah. Because if, like, if I'm Bangalore, for example, I want to call an airstrike, I can see an enemy, I ping him and he's 300 meters away. I'm like, right, well, my airstrike's not going to reach him. That grenade's staying right in my pocket. Yeah, so I'm going to ping him, I'm going to start running towards him, I know roughly how far away I am from him. That's the only reason I can think of using it. But if they launch that initially, there are going to be a whole host of people that have, they're never going to use the ping system. And then if they eventually move into duos, trios, squads, they're going to be a foot behind. Yeah. So it means that everyone's kind of starting on the same page, being like, right, everyone needs to get used to this kind of mechanic within the game so again and I it's their uh, main selling point yeah, I yeah. Think. Um, one of them one of 100% one of but it's definitely one thing that they absolutely have above the competition yeah for sure because like guns for example what we were talking about the fairness of the guns the Mozambique's trash yeah everyone already knows Jeez. that by this point it's been out like I said two weeks it's been out and no one like I, I did get a kill with it the other day yeah I got, I got the world's first I think <laughs> um, but every other gun like there are, there are a few weapons I will kind of pick up uh, reluctantly, definitely. Like, especially like some of the pistols, like the P2020 and things. Like For me, that's like the hemlock and stuff. Man. I still don't rate it that much. Yeah. But I'm like, okay, yeah. I'll take it. There's not, but there's not a huge disparity between, the, like in, the, in a fight, like in something like Call of Duty, there were just certain guns that I wouldn't, like I'd be better off with my fists. Yeah. Like there were certain guns that I would never pick up and there's such a Give huge... Give me a super soaker instead. Like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like there's such a huge distance between... So, like, we were, we were saying in the car on the way down here, like, the ICR. Like, there's no gun like that in... I think the R301, the carbine, is going to be the closest comparison to yeah. the ICR. And even though the bullet spread on a R301, Bloom, is so much less. It's like a laser. Especially yeah. if you put some attachments on it, and it is a laser. It rips, yeah. But... That is my gun of choice, for Yeah, sure. absolutely. That and a Spitfire, like, 100%. But in Call of Duty, it just feels like that is like head and shoulders above anything else mm. to the point where, like we're saying, you land, you pick up, 
I'd say a third of the weapons in Call of Duty, you could pick them up, and you're just gonna die. Yeah, because it doesn't matter. Like even in, there are some situations where you can fire first, and you're still gonna die. I feel like I'm painting a sword. I can't even think of a gun, like a shit gun. What are those LMG calls? Uh, the VKS. Yeah, VKM. Dump. Rubbish. <laughs> but yeah, no, you mean there's none of that in Apex where you're like, I'm totally gonna leave that there because it's just gonna. There are, my yeah, there have been like some situations where like I've managed to outgun people who have like carbines, who have Spitfires with pistols. Yeah, that RE forty five rips, bro. I'm telling you, is that the full auto one? Yeah, yeah, it it goes. It's, like. just, it's just another SMG, really, isn't it? It's not even a pistol. But yeah, apparently we're getting two new legends. Mm-hmm. Um, one is apparently called Octane, and the other is called Watson, like Sherlock Holmes Watson, like. Um, and they've even like narrowed it down to one ability each, which they think is going to be okay. implemented in the game. So Octane's is called Stimpak. I mean, this is a lot of... For this to be wrong... <laughs> yeah, it's, it's very like, accurate to yeah, be yeah, wrong. Yeah, yeah, it? okay. Um, so Stimpak, so that's all that we know, but from what I've gathered, it's going to be some sort of health or damage healing. boost. Healing, yeah. Um, like a little syringe. What, what is Stimpak in? That's a word. I'm trying to think of the game it's in. Um, is that Call of Duty? Yeah, I think so. Because you just press the L1 to heal, right? Yeah, I think that's called Stimpak. Yeah. And Watson is, <laughs> no joke, it's called Tesla Trap, as in the car. Elon Musk, Tesla. I mean, I would imagine it's more along the lines of Nikolai Tesla. Which who's is where that comes... <laughs> who's that? Yeah. Like the Russian inventor. Bro. No idea, bro. Right, go on and look him up. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Like, in, bro, you've played Red Dead 2. Yeah. So you know Matey in the Woods. Oh, the, that, yeah, the electricity guy. That's based off Nikolai Tesla. Oh, okay, fair. Um, so I assume that that's going to be some sort of um, bear trap, I imagine. So like if someone steps in it, then no movement and it causes them like... It'll be something to do with electricity yeah. as well. So he was mad on that. That's the rumor. Don't know when we're going to get them. I um, mean, they. I haven't played either of the two other legends that are locked on there. I think I've unlocked Mirage, but I've unlocked Mirage. I've played quite. A, I've, I've committed uh, so hard to Bloodtown now that I am Bloodtown. Like, I, like when someone else played the other day, and I went Pathfinder zero kills. Like, I nothing think else. I've managed to. I because this was the deal with Overwatch. Like, initially going into Overwatch was the first character you picked. Soldier. Why? You just he's the most familiar one. You just cool. used to that run and gun. Call of Duty. Gay Call of Duty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and yeah, because he is. He is the most familiar to any other FPS out there. Yeah, for sure. And you played him for fucking and ages. Everyone else was just way too confusing for me to take it yeah. straight away. So I think that's gonna be the case. But the problem with maining an in like especially in a game like Overwatch where there are twenty nine characters, trying to main an individual person does not fit into a good cooperative environment. Exactly. And I think we do really well. So like me and Liam play together quite frequently on Apex. And Liam has taken my character. <laughs> so Liam, has, Liam, yeah. Liam plays a lot of Lifeline. Because if I solo queue, I always play Lifeline. Yeah. But because of that, I've had to find something else. So I play a lot of Bangalore now. And I do occasionally play Pathfinder as well. Mm. And you play Bloodhound. And I think that gives a good team kind of synergy. We can work off each other's yeah. kind of abilities quite well. I'm always the one being like, yo, footprints here. Yeah. 20 seconds ago, this motherfucker's in the area. 
And I'm always feeling like, I'm going to pop a smoke and res you because you've run in on your own. <laughs> yeah. There's a guy in me, Jack, you are 250 meters away. Yeah, right. I'm going to pop a smoke, Liam, run over and heal him. But why you send Liam up? over? He hasn't got a gun. <laughs> <laughs> so I think just to close out the Apex, um, the new world record, which was set last week, has been beat. For kills? Yeah. Okay. So is last this like week, individual or squad? Did you hear, um, well, I've got every... Ooh. Okay. Listen to this. Did you hear about Dizzy's world record set last week? So there's a guy called Dizzy, and he's solo queued, and he got uh, a 33 kill game. <laughs> That's more than half of the... Yeah. <laughs> so he... Okay. He'd done that, um, and I watched the video, and he was literally like... So his two teammates, he was like, yo, if you damage someone, do not kill them, because I am going to kill it and get the world record. That's pretty much what he did. Yeah, so yeah. he was in cahoots with his teammates. Yeah, yeah, fair, fair, fair. Um, that's been beat yesterday. A guy called Mr. Simple. I bet he's nothing on Can't Be Touch. No. Shout out to Can't Be Touch. Shout Our Can't third teammate the other day just ripped. So a guy called Mr. Simple, uh, 34 kills. Same deal though? Yeah. Like you, can't solo, you can't fully do a solo queue, no. so you're going to have teammates. But I haven't seen the proof yet. I haven't seen the video. Okay. But he got 6,100 damage. Christ. <laughs> Might just uninstall one again. Yeah. Um, so the, the, the records that currently stand on PC, uh, when for a solo guy, is 34. Yeah. And for a trio, so that's all three teams. Going at it. Yeah, 41, that's, which is ridiculous. That's silly. We got 23 yesterday, me, you and Liam. Yeah. I think that's the highest we've got so far. I'm trying to think whether... Because I had 10, you had... I'm sure I've been in a game with Coop where we've, if not matched, I think we may have had 24. Was it? Okay. I think so. We slayed out. Yeah, yeah. But, but like, imagine the feeling, though, where we got 23 and we were like, holy shit, boys, we are so good at this game. It's too easy. And then these fellas rock up a 41. Which is... Almost si- double. 60%, more than 60% of the entire... Yeah. But that's for PC. And yeah. PS4, a solo for a solo guy, is 29 they did have the names, but I didn't write them down. So sorry for listening to this and you did it. Don't know why, but <laughs> sorry. Uh, and the trio was 40. There's only one less. That's silly. That's absolutely silly. Yeah, mental, isn't it? But I mean... So we have had to kill another seven squads from what we killed yesterday to beat it. Yeah. Which is mental when you think about it. Um. So yeah, I don't, I don't know... What to expect in the next few weeks? Um, like I said, I like with Fortnite, the meta changed, I and mean, it didn't change quickly. Like for me to be like, oh my god, like over the course of a we week, we played it hard for five seasons at least. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Like almost every day. It. Yeah, almost every day. And like, unless I was away, or unless you were away, like we played it like pretty much nearly every day. Yeah, but the, the Fortnite Myers group <laughs> is rip right now. Though, rip. Yeah, 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 we don't play anymore. No. Um, but yeah, I just like with Fortnite, the meta change came to a point where. It just didn't feel like the same game that we were playing initially. Like, it diversified to the point where, I don't know, I just felt like I was lost. I just couldn't play it, and I just yeah. didn't feel like there was any... And without me putting... Because this was a point we made the other day as well, where we're like we're looking at these people with these stats and being like, oh my God, there's a team that's got 41 kills. And they're streamers that play for 12 hours a day, yeah. every day. Yeah. And just a couple of flowers yeah. jumped on. You know, who play for like two... Two or three hours a night, yeah. Every now and again, like once, like got twenty three kills. Like, yeah. So it's like it'd be like compare like us comparing ourselves to owl players. 
where we're just like, you know, I, yeah. <laughs> you know, I played Zen. Uh, like I said, I had a few games of Overwatch earlier. First time since Apex came out, I think, actually. First time in like two weeks that I've played it. Um, just because I've been, this is the first time in a long time I've been this excited about a new game. Yeah. And I've played it to the extent that I have. And I think everyone within our group has expressed the same feeling where we're like, I go to work or I go out for the day and I want to get home and I want to play this game. Yeah. And probably squeezing a few rounds when we get home now. Absolutely. <laughs> but yeah, I played Overwatch for the first time earlier and I played Zen and I played really well. And I had like a game, uh, I think it was on Busan. But I had like 6,000 healing mm. over a game. And I was like, "That's for me, that's great. Jonak, first game on Excelsior, 26,000 20, healing <laughs> plus 27,000 damage, which is mental. The but, youngest of gods. Yeah, but there's no point me being like, oh my God, I'm going to uninstall this game because there's people like him in it. Because like, you know, A, I'm never going to play against Jonak. Yeah. Never in my life, unless I get boosted. Um, <laughs> But, like, it's the same thing in, in Apex. Like, the likelihood of you coming up against a squad like that that are so focused, the streamers, maybe once in, like, yeah. our entire time playing. Yeah, yeah. Like, I've never come up against anyone where I've been like, oh, my God, they were so coordinated, like, they just wiped us. Like, yeah. there's always a firefight that goes on. It feels like that sometimes, though, because of how unorganized we are. We are. <laughs> but, like you said, we're always three-stacking. Unprofessional. And, Yeah. <laughs> unprofessional yeah uh, but we get three auto lock dps all the time like all oh the time. yeah I'm, i mean i'm talking about apex but yeah oh yeah but that always happens so you just like well overwatch is a way bigger problem i feel because yeah, sure. like i said because people get so accustomed to an individual character that they have no ability it's one tricks so they have no ability to flex outside that character because at the minute i'll play only tank and support i, I can't remember the last time i played a game as dps mm. Because that's the category that every newcomer goes for. Especially with our season coming round, you have a lot of new players. I think Overwatch has just come down in price for the first time in a while as well. Mm. So you have a lot of new players coming in. First people you go for, Soldier. You go for Hanzo, you go for Reaper. You go for the characters that you see the like the flashy plays coming from on stream. Yeah, and since this Reaper buff, the Beyblade is, uh, is the way to go now. Isn't it? I still think he's broke. Like, fully but broke. Siegel made a good point on stream earlier mm. where he was like, even with these buffs, he still hasn't been buffed to the point where he becomes viable in pro play. So it is just that we are not good enough to, well, to come Well, then again, though, they're, they're still a bit behind on the patches. Even, though, even in contenders, though. Contenders is on current patch. Oh, and he it? still doesn't get played. No way. Because he just, like, if you actually coordinating what you're doing, he can't get close enough to you. Yeah, true. You're going to get taken out from a distance. Like, if you... Big if, old Brigston. Like, yeah. There's, like, there's no one in... Overwatch, where, like, like, with Reaper, if you float into a team, like, Sombra's the only comparable where you want to get as close to them as you possibly can. Because even with Tracer, the majority of the time is going to be spent doing poke damage. You're going to be trying to stay, like, within a, a decent range of them. Reaper's got to be up close and personal. Yeah. You do that with any character in pro play, you're just going to get deleted. Yeah, for sure. Because you've got comms going on, and you're going to say, everyone turn around at once, just one shot each turn back around and get on with your day. Yeah. It's just a, a problem at our level because there's no communication, no coordination, and he's just free to run amok. Yeah, definitely. Well, on the on the subject of Overwatch League, Season mm -hmm. 2 has just started this yeah. weekend. Um, between the boys, we've picked our teams. Yeah. So with my team, I picked Shanghai Dragons. Because? I've been there a few times. 
it was the most one I could relate to. I've been to Shanghai. I'll pick them. Other than London. Yeah, I I guess I didn't want a bit of a glory. I, did, spot I there, didn't want to go. I don't wanna, didn't want to jump on the bandwagon. I saw that they won the playoffs last year, and I was like, write them off. I do not want to be a bandwagoner. But it turns out I've gone for the total opposite. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> I, as you probably remember, Tom, I put in the group. Right, boys, I'm a dragon. That was before checking their record. Yeah, because I didn't follow the first oh. season. I won forty. Yeah, lost every single match. Um, excellent. And just to make it better, now they're zero one forty two. Yeah, including the season. So, um, oh no, I think they were zero and forty because they lost every single map of every single match. Yeah, didn't win a map. Oh, true. Yeah, they still are. Yeah, we still have. No, no. You, oh, we no, beat. We three beat. One. We, yeah, three we one. won a map. Won a map on Friday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But the still main record is still zero and forty two because we didn't win the match. Yeah, yeah. So, um, open for better things. But um, like I was saying again, like I was saying to you earlier, I don't think it's fair to judge Shanghai off this opening weekend. You lose your main tank 72 hours before the first game. Yeah. Make an acquisition from Boston. The Gamsu coming across. Obviously, he didn't play him on Friday, which is fair enough, because he hasn't practiced at all with your team. Mm-hmm. Played him today, which I do think is a ballsy move, but I mean, what have you got to lose? Yeah, and he was solo tanking. He was main tanking yeah. as Hammond. And he did well on Busan, yeah. the first map. You got a lot of power drives in. And I was like, okay, we may be on. There's a lot of disruption here. going on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, didn't went, were, end up working out in the end, though. No. And they made a substitution for the second match yeah, right, yeah, for yeah. Hollywood. And they brought in Kaguri, yeah. who is a Zarya main. Still lost. So, but yeah, I, I think you were. Mm, Kaguri's a diva main. Oh, is she? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, of course. She was playing Zarya just because Cubs. <clears throat> yeah. Um, but yeah, I think the point you were getting onto is that. We still have no real team synergy as of yet. And no, playing against a team like Vancouver, where it is just runaway. And so, yeah, again, this is the other point where the best contender team in in Asia. Yeah, where people were saying, "Oh my God, they can't even beat a contenders team." People who've like recently come in, like new viewers of Overwatch League, which is great. Like you know, obviously for the community to grow, there have to be new viewers. But people coming in and having their unprofessional opinions. <laughs> yeah. Just saying, oh my god, they can't even beat like one of the new expansion teams. And I would say the other expansion teams, fair enough. Like they have all obviously been created in the last six months. Um, my team, Atlanta Rain, in the same boat. But with Vancouver, they've just rebranded an existing team. Yeah. And not only have they rebranded an existing team, they've rebranded an incredible existing team. Yeah. Like Who said, have got a mass amount of experience playing goats. Yeah, exactly. They've been so playing they goats. They know the rules. Contender season two. They've come in. The meta hasn't changed in Overwatch League. They've just hit the ground running. Yeah. If anything, I would say, if not the best, definitely in the top three goats teams in the league at the minute. Yeah. Paris Eternal are definitely up there as well. Mm-hmm. And they beat London last night. They did. Spitfire and Owen two so far. I think they were. I think London were expected to lose that though. Yeah. Like, they just speak on the strength of goats. Goats is a very European favoured meta as well and yeah I, I don't think uh, like Paris obviously being the only entirely EU team I don't think London were expected to win that one no what do you think about the uh, the rematch on Thursday between Fusion and the Spitfire from the final last year yeah um, it was a great match did really well I think it did again it didn't surprise a lot of people to see it go the way that it did no especially cause, so the great thing about Philly is that they the synergy between the Owl team and the Contenders team is the best out of the out of the organization. 
as yeah. far as I'm concerned. So uh, Fusion University, Philly Fusion, are the only team, as far as I'm aware, that are hosted within the same complex as each other. Like all the other contenders teams and um, so N- NYXL and XL2 and all the kind of the the other teams that have the kind of the academy team and then the the primary team, they're not that closely linked. I know that the two-way contracts have become a big thing this year where some players, I think Florida Mayhem have quite a few of them, um, where they are given the option to be, there's a, there's a bit of a rule around it. I think they can't be played more than five times per stage, oh, okay. I think, something like that. Um, or if you do play more than five times per stage, they have to stick to one or the other, I think. Yeah. So like if you start with, uh, I think fusions might be one um, for the, f- I think so, um, the Ryan player fusions. Um, but yeah, th- there's some rule about it where like if you're going to play them more than five times in a season, they have to stick to one division or the other, basically. Oh, okay. um, but yeah, so th- there's that, that kind of way to link your academy team to your primary team. But Philly Fusion are the only ones that they can have completely closed off scrims because they play, they're going to land play each other within the same, like I said, within the same complex and you can have host completely private scrims. So yeah, scrims sure. normally between teams, no one takes them super seriously. So this was uh, the community countdown event that happened. It kind of replaced the preseason event for our season two. Yeah. Um, and it I was, didn't see much of that, to be honest. It was so kind of listed it, it was one of those things that the community took little bits of pieces of information and blew it out of proportion a little bit because they were like oh my god these are like publicly hosted scrims these are going to be like super serious matchups and like why would you go it's, it's like the preseason in any event like the preseason yeah. of the premier league you're not going to go out and play your absolute best if you've like developed this new strategy for your team you got man united a pre-season event against Burnley FC or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I, don't know. I know nothing about football. Um, but you're not going to go out and be like, right, we're going to run out our A-team and we're going to show all these new yeah. strategies. Yes. Because, yeah, because then every, every other team in the league should be like, look what they're doing. Yeah, We're going to prepare against that. So It's, it's a, more like an exhibition, isn't it? Exactly. So the community, I think... Do they overreact? Oh, yeah, 100%. They were just like, oh, my God, these are like publicly hosted scrims. You know, we're going to see the real capabilities of all these teams came out and there was a bit lackluster. Did and I see that someone had um, a Torbjorn hammer off in one of them? Was that the community games? Potentially. I don't know. I think uh, it was like a 1v1 with Torbjorn. Oh, they, they did have uh, 1v1s. So yeah, potentially. I saw that they did an Anna paintball. Something. Yeah, yeah, so Anna paintball, they did the Widow 1v1. Yeah. Oh no, sorry, it was Ash 1v1, Anna paintball, and then there was some other stuff. I might there. be wrong. But I did I see a video feel- where two Torbjorns went up against each other, but then the other one was like, right, dude, this is it. Because it was like a decider. It was like four each. And they were like, hammers only. So they just stared at each other from across the bridge and was like, let's go. Let's get it. <laughs> <laughs> they just started running in like hammers are blazing. It was, it was, I mean, yeah. It was but that's the, like, but quite a few kind of commentators on the matter were saying that that's, they should have done more stuff like that. Like, because people do really want to see like 1v1s to build hype and stuff and that, that's the kind of the f- sort of fun event where individual like if they said uh, I can't think outside of Defran who's like a really notable DPS main that plays people like Torb and I mean Defran plays a lot of Tracer and there's quite a lot of yeah. like great Tracers in the league mm-hmm. if Defran could be like yo my first time on the Overwatch League stage 
I'm going to be playing like the hero that you all want to see me playing. We're going to come out and we're going to get it. And I'm, I'm going to like 1v1 against these people. That's something that you can really get behind, especially with Overwatch League. Did you see that? So Call of Duty World League have announced as well now that they are localizing teams. So they're going to do the same thing as Overwatch League. Oh. So they're going to have like a Houston team and they're going to have an LA team and they're going to have a New York team, which I think a That's lot of cool. people still come in because Activision is owned by Blizzard anyway. Yeah. Um, so it came as a surprise to no one. But Maybe. I think it's a great thing where like if, if DeFranco might be like, yo, I'm representing Atlanta. I want everyone to get behind me in these 1v1. Like it builds a lot of hype. Yeah. And it's like a small snippet into what was otherwise not going to be seen. Because I don't think DeFranco's going to be playing a massive amount of Tracer this season with the Ghost meta being as prolific as it is. I mean, he did pull it out Friday. Mm. I mean, obviously came out with Torb, which I I don't know whether... I mean, I have seen Torb played since, but not in the Shanghai game. Yeah. They played a lot of Torb on Anubis, mm-hmm. which I think was a terrible idea. Yeah, terrible idea, obviously. But again, I, they have, they've got nothing to lose, so whatever. But I don't think it's going to be like a regular... He's not going to become part of the yeah. like, Torb and Tracer and, and like not going to become part of the meta, I don't think. So did you see in the match between... Uh... LA and Seoul, so Metro was played for the first time ever in an Overwatch League match. Yeah, and that, but it's obviously it's the first time since her abilities and things have been changed. Yes. So she didn't have the shield last time, did she? No, didn't have the shield. The teleport was her ultimate, mm-hmm. and her turrets have changed since then as well. And her actually, pretty much everything about it has changed because her weapon has changed as well. Yeah, Surefall pulled her out apparently, and uh, she got her first ever amount of damage. In an Overwatch League game. Fair. But yeah, so I mean, as of yesterday, 27 out of the 29 heroes have been played. Yeah. Who are the two that haven't been? Do you I know? can't work it out. Yeah. No. I'm not too sure. Either. I've been trying to think through them and I think, I can't think of a hero that I haven't seen yet. I personally haven't seen an Anna yet. I have. Who? Shu. Oh, um, okay. There's a, there's a sick clip of Shu. Someone, who was it? Someone tried to solo Dragon Striker? Just slept it. No, no, no. She just died around the corner um, bionated him and then just shot him, oh, killed sick. him. So, yeah, I mean, it's good to see the Overwatch League back on. I personally, I think, well, both of us have bought the command center. Oh, yeah, the all-access pass. Yeah. On Twitch. Um, tried it out properly for the first time yesterday and good investment, I I'm think. impressed. The yeah. only thing that's weird, so have you checked, you haven't played Overwatch since this league started. No, I haven't. No. I tried it today and I've got 18 Overwatch League tokens. 18? Yeah. So I don't know whether I... You get them by watching the stream. But do you need the pass? Yeah. So if you have the pass and you watch the stream, you accrue you them. Get, yeah, you that get wasn't crew. advertised. I thought I was just going to get 200 off the rip. Like, <laughs> I thought I was going to be able well, to buy no, this I thought, I thought that too. I thought you get given 200. Because yeah, each hero for home and away is 100 tokens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's enough for two heroes. And I was like, cool. That's my hands on Anna's always. Yeah. But I think on top of that, you get the accrued ones as well. So I'm not too sure if... I, I, I was fully under the impression that we get 200 off the rip. Because my like my Battle.net account and my Twitch account and my PlayStation account are all, all linked. connected, yeah. Because I got the Bastet stuff yeah. for Anna. Yeah, and me. So they have to be linked because yeah. they have it. Yeah. <laughs> so, but, so I don't know how that works. But but yeah, I mean, I'm impressed with it. Like the Yeah, I think it's great that you can pick kind of, if the, you've got, especially if you've got a favorite player. Yeah. You can just, so like, I think all the New York games I'll be watching Shonak just because he rips. Yeah, yeah. Um, but like that, the same with Defran, just because he's absolutely hilarious. Yeah, yeah. What did he say in his interview? So, <laughs> well, yeah, it wasn't really an interview. It was like a post-match reaction after the first rain game, wasn't it? It was, 
the presenter came up to him and was just like, oh, you know, this is Atlanta's first outing in the Overwatch League. It's your first outing. You're a really hyped player. You know, a lot of people have been looking forward to you coming into the Overwatch League. How does it feel to get your first win? It was the first 4-0 as well. Um, how, how did it feel? And I don't know whether these were his exact words, but it was something along, along the lines of, uh, with the help of Twitch Prime, I keep popping off, dude. And then just walk, and the <laughs> walk, like, off. yeah, the presenter's reaction was just like pa- deadpan. She was just like, what, like, <laughs> what the hell? But I bet chat went wild. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Of course it did. Of course it did. I'm popping off, dude. But like, yeah, it seems like I, I think did, there was a comment I saw that was kind of interesting um, where, because obviously there's been a lot of kind of like camaraderie and a lot of, sort of like back and forth on social medias between the teams and stuff. They're trying to kind of present this image of like friendly banter and things. So Florida's social media were kind of like poking fun at the fact that DeFran used to work at McDonald's, which is something that he openly advertises anyway. It's in yeah. his player introduction. He's like, I never thought I'd go from flipping burgers to, you know, being on the Overwatch League main stage sort of thing. But they were like posting stuff along the lines of, oh, you know, when we beat you, you've got to buy us a McDonald's or whatever. And then, you know, as soon as the, you know, they steamrolled them. Yeah. <laughs> but like, as soon as that happened, they like fired back being like, oh, you know, maybe the McDonald's on you and all that kind of stuff. But there was a comment that came through being like, I want to see more bad blood. Like, it, it wasn't by anyone like kind of notable. It was just a fan and I just happened to pick it up when I was kind of going A bit more rivalry so, maybe. Yeah. They're like being just like, you know, all this sort of like fake nicety, you know, if you get battered 4-0 by a team that people think are going to be bad, no, not bad, because I mean the Atlantic Rain players are like Massa, DeFran, um, the Koreans that have come into it. They're, they're notable for being mechanically gifted players. Yeah. Like they're known to be, like even if you just go from raw mechanical skill, they're good, a good team. Communication is going to be the issue because they speak two different languages. Massa's a shot caller. I think he's Icelandic. He's either Icelandic or Finnish. And he has a very thick accent, same as DeFran. So, I mean, even going between Korean and English is going to be a problem anyway when you add a very, very thick accent into it. So that's going to be a problem. Mm. So when you come out to a team who are known to have issues and get battered by them, you're obviously going to be bitter about it. Yeah, for sure. Especially when you're like a, an established team, Florida Mayhem, not an expansion team. Yeah. So they, yeah, you're obviously, you know, but I don't know whether people want to see more kind of, I was going to say, shit on, yeah, I was going to say honesty from it, but I mean, I suppose it kind of depends on in in the world of gaming where there is a lot of toxicity about. True, yeah, and I was like, one of Overwatch is like the snooker of esports. So, from what I've noticed so far, everyone's so kind. They're so. Who got? Who was given a ban for toxicity? There was someone who someone at the minute was out for five games, first five games of the season. Is it Color Hex from Uprising? Yeah, maybe. I know there's a few bands floating around. Yeah, there's a couple for account boosting. There was yeah. a fine for account I know selling. one guy got really in trouble for posting Scrim VODs on YouTube. Oh, really? Yeah. Can't remember the guy's name, but I listened to Omnic Weekly. Yeah. And apparently uh, someone's in some big old trouble for... I mean, he just did it like purposely as well. He just like, yep, uploaded it to YouTube and his whole team were like, bro, what are you doing? <laughs> What are you doing? Yeah. Um, oh, there it is. Who is it? Oh no, it's um, it's Ripper from the Gladiators. Oh, okay. He's banned for five games for toxicity. What would label as, be labeled as toxicity? Uh, that's what that's what that's where the confusion always is in my head. He's been banned for toxic. Well, did he just say shit or did oh, he no. physically like? I think like offend someone. So, do you follow the stream of Faria? 
female streamer, um, Charmaine. Uh, she's recently been given a 30-day ban on Twitch. She was maybe six stacking. She was playing in a team anyway. Um, and she noted that some of the players on the enemy team were from South America. And in an attempt to boost the morale of her team, she was like, oh, they're all from, um, the opposite team are from South America. They're all shit anyway. And people went mad Good. about it. Yeah. And yeah, it escalated. She issued a public apology and then eventually got. I think I did see something on Twitter about that. Ban. Interestingly, it's come out that the players in the opposing team were stream snipers from South America. Really? Yeah. So have you seen like this? The, there's a f- huge thing that's come out about like Discord servers that are dedicated to stream snipers. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a, a big thing with like um, like Fortnite. Fortnite's a huge problem for streamers and things. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it came out that like there was a a big Discord server that were like intentionally stream sniping Overwatch games, and that happened to be one of them. But Regardless, so I, I think it is like along those lines of kind of like the Faria thing, like people went to the ex- extent of being like, that's a xenophobic remark, mm. which I think is a bit of a reach. A push. But yeah, it's like, it's difficult to gauge. And the other thing as well, so the account boosting thing, three people got suspended for two games and one person got suspended for one game. So Apply, Color Hex, and Violet all got suspended for two games mm. but Crystal for the Hangzhou Spark only got done for one game how do they like, judge yeah judge these levels of that's the thing posting. so I don't know whether because that's the other the problem so there's an Overwatch League discipline tracker do they have an, a spreadsheet yeah <laughs> they literally do yeah. yeah so they say play a team the date that the offence was like uh, punished mm. and it gives an explanation of the offence but it just says two game suspension for account boosting it doesn't actually give like particular infractions. Okay. It doesn't say like you know this is when they've done it, this is what they've done. So it's kind of it's great that they provide that information yeah. and they're so public about it, being like, "Yo, this we're clamping down. This is what they've done. She fucked up." Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, it, I think they need to go a little bit further. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, it's it's good to see the lead back anyway. Um, again, I didn't really follow the first season, but it's something that's. Definitely got my attention for the next few months. So there's matches tonight. There's um, Houston and Boston. Mm-hmm. Outlaws are playing Uprising, which is on now, actually. I think it's, it's finished. It's finished, is it? I think so. Um, you're playing Fusion. Mm-hmm. We're going to get smashed. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> San Francisco are playing Gladiators, and Seoul are playing Dallas Fuel. Do you know that Jane's a assistant coach with Dallas Fuel now? What do you mean now? Has he always been? Yeah. Cool. Shout out to Jane, my guy. Um, so we'll see how they go tonight. Yeah, I mean, for me, the the big game is the Rain and Philly. So might be able to catch that later on. Yeah. That'll be good to watch. It's the next game that's on, yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, a lot of stuff coming up next week. Um, I think there's another... Well, we'll have another week of Overwatch League to discuss. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully, some more news on Apex. Yeah, I, I mean, when does the... What's the date? 17th. The the Battle Pass and stuff doesn't come out until next month, does it? No. But I mean, people are going to be... It's a, it's a hot game at the minute. People are going to be mining it. People are going to be working out. Because when you said about the new Legends that are coming into it, they know, like, they've already announced that they're introducing new Legends. So I don't know whether it's just the case that the code is already embedded in the game, ready for when the Battle Pass goes live. Which, like I said, I think a lot of the background preparatory work 
has been already done because the rollout has been so clean and they've like it doesn't feel like they've dropped it a lot of hype's gone around it and then they've gone oh my god what are we going to do next like, like I said 10 million unique players within 72 hours and then within 24 hours of that they were like oh by the way this is our plan for the year yeah. release a year's plan within the first four days so they knew what they were doing so I reckon everything's already just embedded in the game and it's just a case of when and where it's going to drop but yeah, we'll see if there's any news in the next week. Yeah, for sure. And in the meantime, we're just going to keep slaying out, I think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, I think we'll leave it there for our first episode. I think it was a bit longer than we anticipated, but... Yeah, if you've made it this far, kudos to you. <laughs> yeah, congratulations. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Um, so, yeah, we'll uh, we'll speak to you next week. Ta-da. Ta-da. <laughs>